0: The Ric Flair is my favorite bad guy wrestler of all time Woo! so exactly
1: Woo!
2: <laughs> welcome
1: to Creative Ops a podcast for creative people Hey everybody, Christopher Tallon, welcome to Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people. This week, I talked to Zero, and Zero is...
0: Reigning, defending Grand Rapids Beat Battle Champion.
1: And we talked about the journey to becoming the Beat Battle Champion, how he got started in music, when he started actually making music, which started in rapping, how he switched from rapping to producing, we kind of went through his process, what his shows are like, what kind of stuff he reads speaking of which he read my book switchers which i'll have a link to in the show notes and he had this to say about it
0: man i have your book man your book is incredible you're not a writer guy that book is incredible i read it like three times already now
1: so take it from zero the book is good anyway back to zero he is the beat battle champion, and he was competing against people who don't quite make music the same way he does. He actually does it all on a drum machine, and when you watch him do it live, it's really fun, because he he does it with the energy of somebody playing the piano, but he's hitting different beat pads. It's really cool. And nobody else around here really does it the way he does it, which is, you know, probably good for them, because, as he says... If
0: it was a beat battle with just, you know, with a drum machine, yeah, I probably... Who would beat me? <laughs> like, who would yeah. beat me?
1: So a good guy, humble... But he knows he's the champ. You're ready for this one with my friend and amazing producer, Zero.
0: My family was basically kind of musical, very musical. Yeah. Like, um, like uh, I spent a lot of time with my grandma as, as a child, because I'm her first, I'm the oldest grandchild.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And she had a lot of records, a lot of like, um, she liked a lot of blues records. So yeah. I came up listening to a lot of blues music, R&B, but she liked the moody blues and um, Paul Simon, which mm. <laughs> you know for that time kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she was yeah, and I got um all my uncles. I had one uncle I would get like whatever gangster rap was popular at the time. And my other uncle I would get some kind of just gritty New York raw raw kind of hip hop at the time. Yeah. Another uncle, I would get the kind of local hip hop. But with my mom, she would play probably like MC Hammer or yeah. L Cool J, but she would also listen to like 80s and 90s pop music. So I'm as a as a result of that, I'm a huge wham fan. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I love wham. I love wham. Wham, um, boy George in the culture club, um, Kajagoogoo, Um it was uh, somebody else. Uh she listened to a lot of Foreigner, Jane Child, Jody Watley. Yeah. Fine Young Cannibals too. I heard that a lot when I was a kid too. That's a so lot of, I, yeah, a lot of
2: different
0: came, stuff coming at it you. Yes, it came from every it came from all directions. So by me being, you know, a young black kid, they didn't care what I listened to except when I got older. Cause I like I love like rock music too, like metal, death metal, um, like psychedelic rock. She didn't really, my, my family didn't really understand the death metal. <laughs> they didn't really get that.
1: I don't think most parents do. They hear that and they're like, yeah, oh my God, my is, kid's either yeah. going to kill somebody else or kill himself.
0: Exactly. They, my mom, you know, like me being a young black kid, they thought, oh, it's devil worshiping music. I'm like, not really, <laughs> really. Some of it, you know, the devil was a big part of like Slayer. <laughs> yeah. But I had to explain to her like, hey, it's not, But it was, but they didn't really push me away from it. They just say, hey, that's how he expresses himself. So they
1: don't really mind. Yeah. Yeah, my parents were uh, a little leery when I started listening to some of the heavier stuff. They're like, why are you so angry? And then I think to the um, one of the first albums that I was like, hey, mom, will you go buy this album for me? And she was like, sure. And then she came home and she was like, I am not going to let you listen to that album. I took one look (laughs) at the cover. It was um, uh, Snoop Dogg Doggy style oh yeah but he, yeah that's the
0: thing though covers back then i had to grab you that one definitely grabbed your mom but in the bad way she's like yeah. no he, hell no like, he's not getting this." Uh, no. <laughs> yeah which is a classic album yeah you would have thought they would have did multiple variations of, of the covers back then like they do now but yeah they didn't do that back then
1: yeah you know what's funny though is when i was a kid my parents were like hey there's a couple different uh, musical acts coming to town that would be age appropriate do you guys want to go see and they gave us a choice of a couple different things mc hammer was one of them who you said earlier <laughs> yeah and it's funny yeah. because like he was totally parent approved but yeah. i didn't know until i was watching something about um uh who was it it was red man oh, red man no, was talking yeah, about yeah, how he just yeah. mc hammer and then mc hammer rolled up with like an entire gang like yeah. hey man you don't disrespect me you understand he's like yes sir mc hammer yeah. sir
0: yeah because you got to understand hammer came from oakland that's when the gang started getting started hammer wasn't soft by no means he just yeah. liked to have a good time yeah he just and he liked to out. make like, things
1: that were for everybody to enjoy yeah it didn't mean think he wouldn't yeah. your ass if you if you made yeah money. yeah and i yeah. think the
0: bad thing about hammer is back then if you were like a true hardcore hip hopper you dismissed hammer we don't like hammer he's Selling, he had Taco Bell commercials. He was in movies. What do I you, Hammer? But fast, and
1: cereal and yeah, shit.
0: a cartoon, the <laughs> Hammer Man cartoon with the dancing shoes. That's right. Yeah, That's, and then I, I you, fast about forward, that. you fast forward these days. Look what Drake doing. Look what we should be clowning Drake the same way we clown Hammer, but no, he, <laughs> gets, he gets a pass. We owe Hammer an apology. Yeah. <laughs> we want him a huge apology.
1: Yeah, Hammer should have been sitting courtside at the. Uh, um, Golden state games talking shit, and then people would have been like, oh see, he's a cool guy.
0: Exactly. He should he he should be. He very well should be. He (laughs) he he caught he caught the rap, so a lot of rappers can
1: run these days. Yeah, exactly right. All right, at this point we'll probably have a little musical transition into the next topic. What was your introduction into actually making music? Was it oh, uh, wow. you know somebody gave you a keyboard and you started playing different sounds? <laughs> was it somebody had an old guitar that had a string missing that you played around on? What was your uh, what was your first introduction into actually making music?
0: um like if it's like, it's almost it's like a super villain story mm-hmm. like a superhero ordinary story. my um I have two brothers, my middle brother. Well, first let me take that back. I got two brothers. We um I was a rapper first. I still okay. can rap now. I'm a good freestyler. Haven't put anything really out first. So rapping was first. Okay. My middle brother though, he could rap, he could dance, he could sing, he could do everything. So my family kind of really, you know, encouraged him more because he can do everything. He could sing anything, dance it, see a step one time and hit the step perfectly. Like yeah. he was actually amazing. He's- yeah. He still is. He don't doesn't he doesn't do music now. I'm trying to push him back into it. Yeah. But but um he had like a little studio in my mom's basement. This is where I was like 20, probably like 22, 23. He had oh. a little studio set up and we listened to different music or whatever. So I, one day I went to a studio and I did a song that took me two hours mm-hmm. to do this song. And he come down, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, no, nah, I made the song. Check it out. And he presses play, plays 30 seconds, deletes it. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, yo, know, that shit was trash. I don't like it. I'm like, you had to delete it. You could have let me put it on the flash or disc or something. And he was like, nah. And then me, you know, I get up. I'm going to get my own equipment and shake my fist, shake my fist at him. I'm going to get my own equipment. I'll show you one day. <laughs> and
2: then,
0: like, <laughs> Then like three or four months later I ended up buying a um a desktop a Dell desktop on eBay. And um I got a pirated copy of FL Studio and that's how I started. i'm not like always did my own thing i never did a lot of people going left i would go right on purpose
1: yeah 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 yeah.
0: (laughs) that's how i've been a rebel Always. yeah
1: no same same here a lot of kids like i went to school and i guess probably most kids were wearing a american eagle and abercrombie and i was was bouncing back and forth between wearing like sean john or uh just like a t-shirt and a punk rock belt with a, see, some <laughs> gross jeans, you know, like see
0: mine was backwards. Everybody was wearing a shot, I was wearing Abercrombie. <laughs> mine was backwards, but I have all like some, some regular jeans and like some nice shoes or sneakers or something on. Oh, I'll be wearing the most underground of clo- <laughs> of a uh, clothing lines that people don't know yet. That's what it's so, all yeah, it was like parallel.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to wear whatever anybody else wasn't wearing. And if exactly. somebody told me I was being weird, I was like, Cool, that's the best compliment. That's the best compliment you can get in high school is someone telling you you're weird yeah,
0: and i'm still that way today even now i'd rather be i was the weird nerdy kid in high school but i was still my crew in high school we were basically we looked like the i, I called us um the island of misfit toys
2: uh-huh.
0: i was i was the hip-hop underground guy my other friend he liked it like garage rock like and sky bands like uh no doubt
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I had
0: another friend who was into just like uh industrial music, like Ramstein. Yeah. And another guy, he was into like kitty and like female, female led punk bands. That's all he listened to.
2: <laughs>
0: and but I was able to move to other groups. I was able to get with the jocks and the other black kids and the other white kids. So I was pretty much moving around and absorbing all of that.
2: Yeah.
1: So yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Going through life uh musically with an open mind, I think does a does a lot for a person because like you said, it just it invites you into different different circles of people that you might yes, not otherwise, yep. otherwise mesh with. You
0: wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't mesh with at all. Like, yeah, that's the thing.
1: There's
2: yeah. people
0: you wouldn't ever you mesh with, and you realize you got more in common than what you do have in common with other people.
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: People will probably look at look at us just side by side and be like, "These guys don't have anything in common." But in real life, we actually are. We have are fans a ton, of, Yeah, we have like yeah, big fans a of each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a ton in
0: common. It's just weird. A ton.
1: <laughs> I fell in love with your music immediately, but um, the first time I saw you, as soon as you came off stage and the other guys went on you were taking pictures and filming and going back up on stage. I was like, I'm just going to leave this guy alone and follow him on Instagram. That's what
0: I told you. I told you you could have tapped me. I'm not that. there's <laughs> a lot of people in grand rappers with egos. I got kind of an ego. Cause it's like kind of hip hop and music. I do. You got to have some kind of ego, but it's not like I'm not going to well, turn on the people, a person who want to talk to me.
1: And you're the beat champ too, right?
0: Uh yes yeah oh yeah see yeah reigning uh reigning defending Grand Rapids beat battle champion I also have yeah that's why the reason for the belt
1: yeah and that's <laughs> that's why you can also afford to have a little bit of an ego because you've you've put it out there and people have said yep this is for real
0: yeah that's the that's the thing I'm really stressing like there's a lot of producers Grand Rapids that say they're the best yeah. mine is actually proven it's a stamp on it I was in a beat battle with some of the the most fiercest. Incredible producers, Grand Rapids, that still that that are here. Yeah, and I came out on top.
1: So, so at the, yeah, at, at a beat battle thing like that, is everybody doing more or less what you're doing, like with pads, or some people? Oh uh, no, turntables. Do some people just have their pre recorded beats and they play them? And
0: um the format is you bring a flash drive with um with all your beats on it. Okay. Yeah, I had a lot of people tell me. If it was a beat battle with just you know with a drum machine, yeah, I probably who would beat me? <laughs> like who would yeah. beat me at that point? I'm like, you probably got a point. If we did a live, really, who would probably beat me? Like, yeah,
1: and I don't. Yeah, still, I don't see too many people hard. just just around. And you know, I'm not too deep into the scene like you are, but um, I don't see a lot of people doing doing it the way that you're doing it, especially no, when you're good. doing it live.
0: Yeah, and Grand Rapids, in Grand, there there are people around that that um that do it. I don't think Grand Rapids know. Yeah. There are a lot of guys that use controllers, and there are yeah. guys that just bring a laptop in and push a button.
1: Or there's that one dude that's got um I don't know what he calls it, like a weird like phaser machine where he plugs all those different. Cables I seen in uh, different yeah, thing. he got a
0: synthesizer, the whole head yeah. yeah, That I would love to do that. That looks man. He just plug it in It has a looper and loop the noise and put the wire into the other socket. That yeah. looks like some 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 Star Trek shit I would probably get into. I'll probably get into that when I'm older.
1: Yeah, it's fun to watch. I, I, I got to remember to maybe leave a note in the show notes for that guy. What is he on Instagram? I think it's phaserbill with a P. PH. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I haven't met him yet. I've seen him. I have not met him yet. I want to
1: meet him. I met him at one of those um, Thursday events. I think he came oh, out yeah. and did some music during one of the one of the, the events. I think that, yeah, that's
0: one of the early ones I missed. I came after the second one, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, that yeah was, I came
0: out to see. I missed the first one.
1: That was one of the first season ones. I was at yeah. almost all of those ones. I've only been to a
0: yeah. I missed two of one. The,
1: two of the ones this time. I I went last night actually to the live art drawing.
0: That live art drawing?
1: Yeah, they had a they had a wow. model come in and she was standing up on a stage and like you know just doing different poses with her like hand on her oh, shoulder. Wow, and people were just sketching. And people were just sketching. Yeah. Wow. See, yeah, Man was out there with his watercolors making masterpieces. I was just oh, doing wow. like, my best to finish the sketch in the time they wow. gave us with a pencil.
0: matter of fact yeah (laughs) shout out to dante cope man he's doing amazing doing that it's amazing what he's doing yeah Yeah. that space he's creating but there's people but not only there's people creative people that creative
1: energy in that space is amazing
2: yeah
0: yeah Yeah, because
1: there's a lot of places that will only take you if it's profitable to them if you've got so many followers or if uh you know, let's get something out there get something to get something out of to man, be there to You want to pay right. to be
0: there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's
0: what I said. I tell everybody, man, make sure you go down there because he's doing it and it's free. So just go and even if you go and just meet people, that's how thing, I started. I came one time. I was like, OK, I'm going to try to make all of these. I make yeah. most of them.
2: Yeah. You don't know yeah. who you're
0: going to meet or you meet the same people. That's Yeah. That's how, you know, I think that's part you meet the same people. I wouldn't normally get to meet anywhere else. But yeah. He's doing a good job with that. Shout out Dante Cope.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm starting to see a lot of the same faces over and over again and getting familiar with people. It's it's fun. Yeah, really yeah. is. Break down uh, a little bit kind of how you do what you do with the pads and oh, the drum machine. Yeah, when did you get into specifically the because is that what you call it you call it a drum machine? Yes, a drum machine.
0: It's a um NPC.
1: Okay. I just feel like drum machine to to most people sounds like just something that makes drum beats. So I wanted to make sure Yeah.
0: Yeah it's a drum no yeah it's a drum machine. There are many kinds of drum machines. Um actually the one I really use a lot is um it's actually it's old. It's really old. It came out in the early two thousands. When it came out when I first started I couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. So it came a time I had it for about I think five years now. And I came upon it on eBay and I put a bid on it and I won it. I didn't know I was gonna win it and I won it. Huh. I was so excited when it got here, and when it got here, I couldn't use it at all. Like it really whooped my ass for like almost two years. <laughs> so I could watch a ton of just yeah, how complex that it is
1: and what it's able to do.
0: Actually, no, it's because of the screen. Oh because okay. the one the one I have is like a budget friendly version. Okay. But it's also a good version of it because it's battery powered. So I can take it, I take it to work with me sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. And so on my break, I'm just finger drumming some stuff okay. at work. Yeah. So yeah, that's where part of it comes in that I'll take it to work and mess around with it. So I had to buy two books, two very expensive books to learn it. And once I learned it, I was like, yeah, right, I could probably do some of this live. Cause before I was just using a laptop and like everybody else. But once I got this, it was a game changer for me because I like the challenge too. Yeah. And it was a challenge for me because everybody had newer equipment. I really didn't. So I had this, I want, I always wanted it. And when I got it, I stuck to it.
2: Yeah.
1: And it probably took a, a fair amount of just playing with it to yeah, really get man. your, really took, get your was, timing down too. Cause the thing yes, is, like important. you said, people can click things and go, I'm going to put yeah. this here on the quarter note. I'm going to put this here on the whole note. And you know, but it's it's different. If you miss that beat by just a half a second, you, you can tell hear it. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. Yeah, you definitely tell. Um
0: I think I realized when I was good when I don't forget. I forget who seen me do it. They're like, "Yeah, you should probably do that live." I'm like, "Huh? I don't really see nobody in girl rap that's really doing it like that." Yeah. And then, um, uh, I forgot what happened first. I think I did. The Beat Battles first. Then I end up doing um the Beat Suite, which is thrown by, which started by uh, Dante Cope. Again, shout out Dante Cope. Okay. <laughs> um, somebody got, somebody had a family emergency on the Beat Suite and then he asked me what I do it because I was pestering him. Because mm. I always wanted to do a Beat Suite since like 2014 when I first found out about it. Yeah. So it was a goal of mine. So I did it like I think the year before last. I finally got to do it. Brought my drum machine, and it it was amazing. Where you know it's not that many spaces in Grand Rapids that have platforms for just producers. Yeah, just us, no rap, no like no rappers, just us, and people come to see what we do. Yeah. So yeah, and then I think the next day, um, my other homeboy Woozy had me do a beat set at his birthday. He had a show for his birthday. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we did that. Yeah, so shout out to Woozy. Woozy is, um, he kind of the person that really lit the fuse to me having the year I had before last. Because before that, I've been people don't understand because they ask me now, "Hey, where you been? How long you making beats?" I'm like, I've been making beats for over ten years. Yeah, almost twelve. And I've been putting beat tapes out. My first beat tape came out in 2012. Yeah, and really nobody really started. Yeah, nobody. Yes, so really people really started paying attention to me out of we know he's good, but we still not going to pay attention to him or who is this guy. Yeah, that's the two reactions I got. So, um, by doing by coming out doing shows, people are now all this stuff happening now, people paying attention to me and me doing shows. It's it's still new
2: to me, Yeah.
0: yeah, it's still fairly new, but I've been doing this a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is people, people see somebody who's air quotes new at something and they go, wow, this, this new person's really great. Well, if they're really great, they probably aren't new, (laughs) you know, they're just, they they just, yeah, new to that, uh, new to that level of exposure.
0: Yeah. Because I was going to quit actually. I was going to quit. I told my wife, um, Hey, I'm going to quit. I think it's been, you know, it's been long enough. Nothing's really happening. I'm not really going anywhere. And she's like, well, and she's like, well, what are you going to do with the time you use to make all this music? What are you going to do? And I tell her, I don't know, maybe I'm going to take a photography or something. And she's like photography. I'm like, yeah. I said, I don't know. Maybe. I'll spend more time with you. And she like, hell no. No, go back down there. Get back to the music. Go, go back. <laughs> and that's what happened. <laughs> and I went back to the music and everything started happening. <laughs> like, she was like, no, no, yeah. go back in the basement. Go back doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Behind a lot of uh, creative people is a, is a partner who pushes them to keep doing what they're doing. Yes.
0: Yeah, because oh, I was going to quit. Like when I do all these shows um woozy always look at me when someone the show get good or I have good said he like and you were going to quit
2: <laughs> he, he tells me all the time you were going to quit so yeah shout out
0: woozy man he really one of the big people who really support me out here and put me you know and kind of you know pull me up with him you yeah. know he's a really passionate person him and um my other uh homeboy uh, beat rat and beat rat is really young so I'm trying to catch up with him because he's really young and creative. Like, and he's talented. He's a he can rap, he makes his own beats, he engineer and record his own self, he can play an instrument. Hmm. The guy is talented. And I'm trying to keep up with him. And woozy woozy is a machine. He just creates nonstop. Yeah. And they tell me, no man, create, you know, create. Your stuff is good. Because I doubt myself a lot. Should I put this beat out? They're like, no, put it out. It's good.
1: Yeah. And, well, that's that's part of that. What do they call that? Where uh, people who aren't very smart tend to think that they're a lot smarter than they are, and people who are actually really smart tend to dismiss how smart they are. I think the same yeah. thing goes with uh, creativity too. Yeah, a lot of people are like, I don't know if this is any good, and people around them are like, Are you fucking kidding me?
0: Exactly. That's how they are with me. They're like, Man, no, no, bro, that's great. Because yeah. hanging out with Beat Rat, he does like house music too. So I um, always like house music and EDM. So. Even during some of my sets, I might play, I might perform two or three EDM or house songs, and mm. some of those might get a big response. Yeah. So eventually, one of my goals one day is to do like a all EDM, like house set somewhere. Yeah. That's gonna be yeah. That's the next goal for me. Huh. A lot Very of people fun. don't know I do how. Yeah, I do house stuff on this drum
1: machine too. Okay, so you got a several different lanes here that you kind of bounce back and forth between. Yes. Do you? Still do any rep or do you have any plans to do that? Or have you kind of gone like mm, uh, No, I'm really more into the music now.
0: Uh I'm really kind of more into the music. I mean, if anybody probably had me a mic, I could still freestyle. I'm a really good freestyler. Yeah. Every now and again I'll get up and freestyle somewhere and then people are like, Oh, we didn't know you could rap. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I haven't really rapped seriously or put a project out seriously probably in over 10 years. Again, it's that spite my brother did. That spite created all this. <laughs> I'm a creature of spite. This whole thing is because of, of spite. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this because you deleted everything. And he was a better producer than I was at that time. <laughs> he was producing too. Yeah. So I'm not gonna be better than you. And eventually he told me a few years later, yeah, man, you pretty much better than me. Like you you Yeah, you he was one of the first people to tell me, all right, bro, you really good. Yeah. You I know, mean, that meant a lot.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, especially from an older brother? No, he's younger. Oh, he's younger?
0: He's younger. Yeah, he's younger. I remember one time, this is how it got bad one time for me. I told my mom, hey, mom, I want a keyboard for Christmas. Yeah. I told her repeatedly, mom, I want a keyboard for Christmas. Christmas rolls around. I'm like, okay, I hope that keyboard coming. Yeah. I don't remember what I got, but I remember my emotions when my brother unwrapped his keyboard for Christmas. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, like what? Oh, uh, I don't even remember what I got. That's how bad it was. Because he was the real. <laughs> I don't think he know how to play it. He wouldn't even notice. He's probably going to be him. Uh, um, him hearing that. He had it for like two or three years. One day, I just took it. I still have it. I took it. I don't even play it at all. I took it. It's mine now. It's mine. I, <laughs> it's
1: just, I just keep yeah, it in my closet and look at it every. Exactly. Now and now. I look at it. Yes. <laughs> Victory. <laughs> was it a slow transition then into just producing beats um and away from uh you know actually getting on the mic or was it pretty much a hard stop when you were like oh i can just do this instead
0: um it kind of was a kind of a hard stop with this instead cuz it's work is um it's more of a challenge cuz when people hear a beat you can tell they hear it, they hear it. you can tell they feel it yeah when you rap, people could be like, "Oh, he's not that good," or just dismiss you, or just boo you. Because I've been booed a couple times too. Yeah, it's Not it's not great. Yeah, um, I used, no, it's I used not to fun. do. i used to also do open been booed mic- on stage. Yeah, see, yeah, I did three. I don't think the place I did an open mic at is even still standing. It's a place used to be a place in rap. It's called the Radio Tavern. It burned down. I did three huh. shows there. I got booed for two. And got like a golf clap for like the last one. I think two <laughs> weeks later it burned down.
1: See, if you had <laughs> kept going, man, you would have just been yeah. a, couple of, a couple of shows away from getting like encores.
0: Yeah, plus I think plus uh, my rap style was, I think at the time it was a little wonky. Nobody really probably liked it at that time. Hmm. Plus, honestly, my rap voice, I don't really like my rap voice. Me personally. So a lot of my songs, I would pitch it up or down, probably down. Like just doing, I, if I can actually get into my MySpace, I will go and download because I release like twelve songs on MySpace.
2: MySpace if I can get back right. to my
0: MySpace, I would get those songs and put them out. It will probably I will, be like, I will cringe, but I'll still put them out. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I would still put them out, even like like my earlier B tapes.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, some of those they're on datpiff.com. Uh, I'm still kind of working on a way to get all of them off that piff and put them on streaming services. So I'm probably yeah. going to get all the best ones I like and put them out of the compilation, and put it out. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to just get all of them back and put them out. Because I listen to them sometime and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I put this is actually out there on the internet for people yeah. to hear. It's just terrible <laughs> compared <laughs> to our new stuff. So. It's uh... terrible. Yeah, it's terrible, and nobody listened to it. <laughs> I think one B tape I put out it had what 35 plays. Compared to the one I put out late, late last year, it's already up to, I think, 8,000 plays.
1: Oh, yeah. There's noticeable yeah. difference in growth there, huh?
0: Oh, man. <laughs> man, it's, it's crazy. So, yeah. yeah it, it's not much of a transition. Once I got comfortable in it and people started telling me I'm really good, and I think the drive for me to be good is because of all those years that nobody really paid attention. Yeah. So, that like people paying attention, I'm grateful for every person to tell me, oh, man, you're great. Like, I seriously, I tell people I love you and I appreciate you because years ago, nobody would spit on me if I was on fire. (laughs) Nowadays, I walk in the room, hey, Zero's here. And I'm like, oh, a lot of these people who know me now, they don't even know my actual government name. They know me as Zero. So it's, (laughs) yeah, so tell me it's new to me, it's still fairly new to me. Yeah. Like, there was a time where I, I did a show last year, and I went to, um, I'm in the car with my wife. We go to a gas station, and I'm at the pump, you know, putting gas in the car, and I hear somebody go, I hear somebody yelling. I'm not paying attention. I'm like, where are they yelling? Yeah. And my wife went out the window, hey, those guys over there are calling you. <laughs> they're not calling me. And she said, no, they're calling you. And I look up, hey, Zero. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> 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 and like, hey, how you doing? We see you at the show, man. You know, we we love your shit oh thank you man i appreciate it man i love y'all for that and get back in the car so it's still new to me but people get back call in the car and
1: stop yelling at people in the middle of the day yeah
0: it's still new people <laughs> call me it's even to a point at work now i'm so used to it i introduced myself as zero to somebody at work three weeks yeah. ago <laughs> like how you doing i'm zero they like what oh i'm sorry <laughs> it's like it's still kind of fresh and all this attention is it's still new
1: I think somebody legitimately recognized me from uh, from something at either 106 or at a farmhouse event. And they're like, hey, oh, wow. you're that writer guy, right? And I was like, oh, yeah,
0: hi.
2: Oh.
1: See,
0: like, like, you, you shouldn't
1: be that writer
0: guy, man. I have your book. Man, your book is incredible. You're not a writer guy. That book is incredible. I read it like three times already now. I cannot <laughs> wait for the next one. Matter nope. of fact, everybody out there, man, go buy the book. Go buy the book. He will personalize it for you.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Something, yeah, personalizing. You can't get any better than that. Like, it's an incredible book. Like, I appreciate you are that, man. like Thank you, you are only of like what I think three people I know personally that wrote books, and that's baffling to me because you have to get so much into it. Yeah. There's so much rough drafts to it. Then you gotta yeah. get somebody to illustrate a cover, it. then you might get somebody to spell check it, then you have to make sure it comes out, <laughs> then you gotta finish yeah. the book. It's like, it seems I will do music and me having to meet deadlines and finding source material or sample. Mm. I couldn't imagine writing a book. Man. I could, but I can imagine the payoff is like, you know, this is my baby.
1: Yeah, and, and it's, so I know it's, it's, it's like an ultra marathon, baby. man. Sometimes you sometimes you walk, sometimes you run, but as long as you keep moving and trust that eventually it's gonna make sense. Yeah, end, see, yeah.
0: But I like you know, to you know. I like writing too because I'm a huge reader. Yeah. Um. I think write book writing and music is almost one of the same because when you write, you have to create kind of this universe if you can, mm-hmm. or create a vibe that takes people in that pulls them in. Yeah. So certain yeah. people is not going to pull in, but certain people is going to pull in.
1: Yeah, yeah. Books have a vibe is, just so, like yeah. music has a vibe because sometimes. Yeah. So you, yeah. yeah. When I read your you book, say, well, I was this like, music has this pitch, it has this sound, it has yes. this chord progression, but it's harder to pinpoint how it makes you feel.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I read your book. It pulled me in immediately. I'm like, okay, wow, okay. So yeah, I can't wait. Till the, I cannot wait for the next one. I cannot well, the
1: next, wait. The next one's going to be for a slightly more mature crowd.
0: Hey, I'm, I'm, believe me, I'm slightly <laughs> more mature.
1: So yeah, anybody who gave this book to their 13 year old probably might want to read the next one before they give it to somebody under, <laughs> under 16, 17.
0: Right. Because I think right now my wife actually had, right. I told her, be careful because You know, it's a personalized copy. The guy wrote, he wrote, he didn't write my government name. He wrote my artist name on there. Be careful with that. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) If you ever need another one, man, I'll I'll give you one. No, I don't have another. Plus, I like physical
0: media. Yeah. And there ain't a lot of physical media. out. Like, I have books here. Like, I'm from, you know, I grew up in the 90s. We had physical books and physical media to consume. Mm -hmm. I still love physical books. And nothing beats the smell of a book.
1: Man, there's something about it, isn't
0: there? Yeah, the smell and it's holding it or keeping it. Putting a bookmark in it, or oh, I got my book. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah,
1: it's almost like the smell of fresh cut
2: wood.
0: That's it's so many that fresh cut wood. Um, uh, when you um um the smell of vinyl, some stuff okay. you just you love when you get used to it, you love it. It never leaves you. Yeah, or even the smell of the smell of books. It's, I was talking to one of my uh, friends. Um. I guess he know how old I was he was talking about why don't you look that up online I was like well in the 90s you know we had the you remember the um Encyclope- encyclopedia Britannicus yeah yeah the big volumes
1: of books get the whole
2: I set used of to, 24 I used
0: to love those when I go to yeah man I used to love those I would get three or four or I start at Z because Z was always the smallest yeah <laughs> it was yeah. Yeah, those, like we had to get those. I mean, they knew you had money when you had the encyclopedia Britannica in your house.
1: They yeah. were amazing. Yeah, yeah, they were amazing. My, my grandma had an old set of them from like probably the probably like those the 1960s, are the best ones though 1970s. And yeah, yes, it was those the same are the best thing. ones. See, I remember I it there was like diction- A through G, H through whatever, and then it would be like Y and Z. It would be the last exactly. ones. <laughs> Those
0: are the best ones though, because I um I read dictionaries too. It drives yeah. my wife crazy. Uh, she's having <laughs> I'll read a dictionary and we'll be arguing and I just throw out a big, super big dictionary word, and she, you know, I don't know what that means. And she get even more back, I'll do it on purpose.
2: Yeah. I
0: think the older dictionaries are the best in the newer dictionaries. Yeah. I might have like five or six old. I think the oldest dictionary I have is from the 40s. Oh. Yes. I have a lot. I have a few old books. I'm in the books. I have a few old books. I have a green book. Um, the guy I used to work with a green book is when African, when, um, African American people, uh-huh. when we had a lot of money, we would travel, go to vacation spots and just travel. Yeah. And the green book would tell you what spaces that were, um, like, um, that black people can go in those days in the city in the fifties and sixties. Oh, like you had a lot of sundown towns where if you were black after sundown, you better get out of town. Yeah. So there were, they're called green books. Huh. So I actually have a green book. This older guy, he found out that I like to read. He just gave it to me. They're wow. very valuable. It's got a lot of green books out, and they tell you where to go. If you're black, you fill up on gas. Where you can go to eat, uh, hotels to stay in. <laughs> yeah, all across the United States. Yeah,
1: that's incredible. Because see, my my ignorant white self was like, I've never even heard of those, but it makes no, yeah. absolute sense su- that they exist. Yeah,
0: yeah, you'd be surprised, cause on my mom. My mom lives in um, Indiana, mm. and um, there's a lot of sundown towns in Indiana to this day.
1: I was going to say, like, I've, um, I've, I've, I've heard pretty much everywhere outside of Indianapolis is yeah, not um, not the um, most hospitable for darker no, skinned co- people. No,
0: um, Kokomo is the most just blatant one. Kokomo is still a mm. sundown town. So when I go to South Bend, you know, she lives in South Bend, so... I just go to South Bend and come right back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like being in South Bend that much; it's way too country.
2: Yeah,
0: but they have a lot of good uh, garage sales out there, which means they got garage sales. <laughs> I can get like old appliances <laughs> and vinyl, yeah, yeah. yeah. and vinyl too. They got good vinyl out there, yeah, which is weird. Yeah, they, they got a really, really, really good records out there. I remember one time I went out there; it was um some flea market, and there was a barn there, and I went to the barn. And this guy must have had, it was so many, probably the most records I've ever seen in my life. Huh. And I told the guy, I'll give you, like it how much for, I bought like, probably like four crates of records. It's four. I didn't know what they were. I <laughs> just bought them. He's like, man, just give me $20. You can have them. What? $20? <laughs> and I bought them. Yeah, I'm a huge buyer of dollar records.
1: He was just he was just happy to have the He was the happy to have, have somebody in space. there to
0: go yeah to go through them. <laughs> I'm over there crawling over tractor equipment, farm equipment from the 40s, <laughs> old bricks, everything to get to these records. And he has some really good stuff in there, like stuff that I have now, I don't sample, I to listen to it. Like I even got a um a promo copy of um Iron Butterfly, uh and I got a devita It's a promo uh-huh. copy. <laughs> <laughs> the whole yeah and i think the out al- it's like fifty. what the album version is like what 18 minutes long yeah yeah. It take up the whole side a
2: yeah it's
0: amazing
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah i think my dad has that record too i got to <laughs> i should find out how much my dad's collection is worth sometime you should cuz i he doesn't even should. have a player for him anymore and he's got a couple of records that were like a he's like oh you know somebody got this one for me as a gift but i already had it so he's got a uh simon and garfunkel bridge over troubled water that's still in the wrapper and has the Kmart sticker on it.
0: Oh wow, see? Yeah. Stuff like that, yeah, really sick. cuz first you never know. It changes up and down. You never know what you have what somebody might want. Yeah. Somebody that may t- pay top dollar for. So. Yeah. And then for, and, he, and yeah, and for the records. Like record, I said, every, he's got
1: so many records, man. He's got he's yeah. got music that everybody, music and comedy for for every crowd. See, I would be interested in
0: comedy. A lot of those uh, those blue records. Mm-hmm. My grandma had a few blue records. Uh Red Fox, uh Lawanda Page.
1: I was gonna say, I think my dad had one Red Fox album too that I remember looking at and I was like, Hey, isn't that the guy that always has the heart attack? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand was my uncle told me He a was lot of dirty as earth, hell. Oh
2: my god. A goodness. lot
0: of those yes, yeah. A Ooh. lot of those earth, no Lawanda Page from Sanford and Son. Um she played uh Ann Esther. Her records were filthy. Like they <laughs> you no, know, um, you know, two live crew. Oh, two yeah. life crew would sample her records to put on their song that's how filthy her <laughs> records were the Wanda page was disgusting but it's the bedrock of every two live crew song every sketch you hear is probably from a lawanda page record
1: that's awesome yeah <laughs> uh, and everybody thought it was going to be the music that was going to be the downfall of society it was comedy
0: it's comedy, yeah. Comedy was the start <laughs> of it, and now the comedy paying the price because comedians can't really say what they used to,
2: which yeah. is crazy to
0: which is crazy to me because comedy usually come from a bad place. A lot of those comedians catch a lot of shit and they turn it into jokes.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, you, yeah, you can still push the envelope, but like I, I was just talking to um, you know, uh Mike Logan. He's a comedian in town. Yes. Yeah. 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 We were just talking about it, and he was like, You know, you can still push the envelope, but like, you know, Eddie Murphy was saying that he couldn't say any of the stuff that he said in Raw because it was basically like half of it was just making fun of gay people.
0: Yeah, exactly. You probably get away with it in the 80s. Yeah. Nowadays, no, nowadays. Oh, man.
1: But yeah, you can still push the envelope and you can still piss people off. There's a guy, uh, what was his name? Um, Bert. Oh, fuck. I wish I, I'm going to have to put his name in the show notes too, but it's yes. Bert, Bert Dunkler, I think. Uh, it was come a comedian. He came out at uh, one of Mike's shows, and it was in this like movie studio, <laughs> and right next to one of the little stages, movie areas, um, there was a bathtub, and he walks out. First thing he says is, "Give it up for the bathtub Whitney Houston drown in," and this old black lady goes, yo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would have laughed. I love Whitney Houston. I still would have laughed. I'm still with desolate. <laughs> the old black lady in the I'm back there the city was I stay with a laugh. Cause I know new comedians, are, I'll stay with a
1: laugh.
0: It's terrible, but people I got a weird sense of humor, so I yeah. definitely would have laughed. Yeah. Oh man.
1: Yeah. It oh, got man. it got equal parts, laughs to oh and then the one lady book. Yeah.
0: Oh, like oh, but it's still funny. Oh my god, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: got their eyes on your belt
0: no yeah I, yeah um because i won the beat battle on my fourth attempt so but the first the first three were all won by one guy damn For, yeah from muskegon uh Wody. shout out Wody. the guy's like the devil he's amazing <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like you want to fight him he's so good like it's the guys but he's nice he's a really good guy yeah. And once you meet him, you can ask him questions. And that's, he'll tell you, oh, how you get your, your drums to sound better. Just do this and this and this. Yeah. I'll ask questions. Yeah, he's a really, I got shout out Wodey, though. But
1: Those are the coolest this, people, too. The people yeah, who are like, yeah, the people oh, you want to know how to do it? here?
0: Because yeah. yeah, there's, there's, there's always enough
1: goodness to go around, man. Oh, just because you don't have to be good because everyone else is bad.
0: It's so many guys I can name that did me like that. That were I met a lot of people who were jerks.
1: But Name them all. No, I'm people. just
0: kidding. No, I'm- yeah, I'll be here all day. But the people <laughs> that were good and gave me advice was like um, DJ Ilwen, uh Monk Mateus, uh, Samil, um, uh, Troy Caesar. They gave, they're all producers and they gave me this insight. They didn't have to because all those guys are solidified. Like they're, you know, they're really good to put a stamp on them. Yeah. they could have said uh oh, whatever but they still gave me a lot of game which i hold to this day and i try to pass that energy on to people who ask me questions and be nice to people
2: yeah yeah that's so, what it's yeah, all about yeah that's
0: the whole man. thing yeah being nice, be nice to people find your you purpose know?
1: and then share in that purpose with the the greater community around you the creative community the exactly not even just everybody yeah
0: but at the same time i'm still the beat battle trapping in grand rapids don't I'm don't step on my toes. I'm gonna step on yours. I'm not carrying around this belt for nothing. Yeah. Um and well, hold on. Before we wrap this up, let me tell you a story about the belt. When I first started doing these beat battles, I told my wife, if I ever win this, I'm gonna buy a a wrestling belt because I'm a huge wrestling fan, even to this yeah. day. I'm a huge wrestling fan. It took me three times to get it. So when I won, I won um, I won the B battle in Feck in January. So I'm like, huh, let me see what belt I'm gonna get. I chose one of the oldest belts I can, like the one from nineteen eighty nine that Ric Flair had before yeah. he got the really big one that everybody knows.
2: Yeah.
0: The Ric Flair is my favorite bad guy wrestling of all time. Woo! So yeah, exactly exactly. And once I started carrying the belt, I took it to um, I think the first place I took the belt was to um uh the thing to do Thursdays. I walk in with the belt and at the beat battle, Vito was there. Which Vito, hmm. shout out to Vito. Vito is I got I never knew I would meet Vito and got to know Vito. Vito is one of the coolest people I ever heard. Vito gave me a lot of stuff too, still does. Hmm. Yeah, Vito is one of the, the blueprint's foundations from Grand Rapids. I still don't think he gets enough credit. Yeah, one of the earliest rappers in Grand Rapids to get a record deal. I still think he gets enough credit, and incredible artist, man. This again, Encomma. somebody who's been incredible. Dude,
1: I've been up in his place, man. Oh Just my
0: god, masterpieces oh, wow. everywhere. Quick story about Vito. I met Vito after the show that you see me and you met at. Yeah, I met Vito. Hey, we're going upstairs. I'm like, what you mean we're going upstairs? You go upstairs to my house. I'm like, you want to invite me to your house? And he's like, yeah, yeah, i see seen what you did. Come on upstairs. I go upstairs. And of course, I, you're blown away by the amount of just art, but it's all good art. And yeah. you look at everything and you notice along the walls of this place, he got those records. I'm yeah. like, wow, they got all these records in here. And he's like, oh, all those records? Man, whatever. You can pick whatever you want. I was like, can pick whatever <laughs> I want? He said, yeah, from this wall to this wall, don't touch these walls over here. <laughs> don't yeah, go yeah. over there and take whatever you want.
1: That's the private reserve oh, collection, but you a, can have anything from this.
0: I left with a big stack of records from that day. That's my first time meeting him.
1: Yeah, he's, it, a, he's a nice cool guy. He's been cool
0: ever since. Yeah, Vito has been incredible. Shout out Vito. Yeah, but I was yeah, sure because I
1: had heard a lot about him before I met him. and I, was see, like, I never knew. This dude I could be a knew.
0: total douchebag
1: or he could be really cool. Yeah, he's and beyond cool. Beyond it,
0: cool. But, beyond yeah. It, yeah. Be, I never knew. I, I met him the first time. I didn't know so somebody sat me down and told me. I was like, what? <laughs> I never knew it. I found out about him. What, what why didn't you? No, he just, man, he's an amazing person. Yeah. But yeah, the belt, I was like, gonna, I brought the belt to Theme of Thursdays. And at the beat battle, Vito was there. Vito did a set which was rare, which was incredible. And he was like, Oh, the champion's here, you got a belt. And I showed the belt. Mm-hmm. And Vito just went around, hey man, he's a beat battle champion. Look, he has a belt. And I think the first show I did, I carried the belt there to, um, to my first show. And I think the best thing I have since the belt is I might be on stage and Woozy might have had a belt and pass the belt off to somebody or B-Rat might have had a belt or, um, our homie, uh, Bailey, shout out Bailey. Bailey might have had a belt. The belt makes his wear around the shows.
2: Yeah. People take it. People take <laughs>
0: pictures with it. People tag me in it. And I love that. It's bringing all these people together for this belt. Yeah. So now, whenever I go somewhere, people see me without the belt. They're like, hey, where's the belt? I could be in Target. You expect me to carry this <laughs> belt in Target? I'm like, no, the belt is at home.
1: I just but see I, you like, walking around get, with a drawstring people. bag, be like, hold on.
0: Yeah, so I might have to carry this thing everywhere because people expect the belt now wherever they go. But I'm just happy it's a thing now because at shows, it makes its way around. Yeah, So I feel like since the belt makes its way around and everybody gets a picture, I'm kind of like the people's champ.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for there's sure. A lot,
0: there's a lot of guys in the rap is claiming to be the people's champ. I feel like, no, you won this championship, a yeah. solidified championship. People are touching this belt. And people say, can I take a picture of the belt? I would hand it to you here. <laughs> Walk <laughs> off somewhere else. I appreciate, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm blessed nobody has just walked off with it.
2: Yeah, just yeah
0: right. Need it. It's a certain power <laughs> you get holding the belt. I don't know what it is. The margin of error, what I do is really slim. And I feel like that's an experience everybody should come. Just come out to the shows. You know, it's different. You won't. You're not going to have somebody doing what I do at the average rap show. Yeah, it's not around. And I'm and I'm We're here. not doing
1: it like you're doing it because you're getting you're getting like full uh, S- <laughs> Stevie Wonder, Elton John with it, man. Move oh it.
0: man, yeah, because I feel it though. That's the thing, man. Uh, I, I'm not going to stand there if I'm feeling. It, I'm feeling it. I might do a dance while I'm doing it. People notice that yeah <laughs> so come out to the shows and get something new man that's the whole thing come out you know we have i've done a lot we're doing a lot of shows i've done a lot of shows already coming from doing no shows yeah the shows and figuring out a set and figuring out some i figure out what works and what does doesn't work what works in a small place what works in a big place sound matters too. I've been doing this for a while, and the attention I'm getting now, I'm just trying to just be out there in front of people. Me being in front of people, I don't care if it's one person or five. Yeah. I appreciate all the love I'm getting. So, everybody out there came to my shows and tell me I'm dope, man. I'm not like this is is not empty. It's I legitimately love all the love I'm getting, all the people I'll come out, all the people I'm meeting, and all these adventures. I love each and every one of y'all. Like, it's serious.
1: Yeah. That's awesome um what is your preferred uh social media
0: um i'm gonna give them all of them um instagram is my preferred one um yeah that's at um zero dgaf and instagram.com i'm also on twitter at uh zero dgaf or you can just type in um uh gigolo zero del rey (laughs)
2: it's <laughs> one of my favorite it's <laughs> <is> a wrestler <laughs> reference
0: <laughs> rest in peace Jiggle jimmy del Rey. yeah I get the most love on instagram so instagram is a preferred one
1: I like that one more too I find myself just like looking through that one and being like oh look what so and so's up to you know
0: I, I prefer yeah I prefer that even what you up to man you're
1: out and about cool man um, well uh, then I'm going to wrap this up but uh, hold on a second after we finish recording and uh, let me just say a couple more things to you um, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it.
0: Hey, man, it was actually it's an honor to be on this podcast. Because again, I worked third shift. Yeah, and I'm listening to your podcast. Yeah, I'm a huge pocket. Your podcast is incredible, especially for local people. You put local guys on here, people you wouldn't yeah. even heard of. Like one of my favorite episodes is the one about you and your wife when you got pulled over by the cop. That's yeah. my favorite episode. <laughs> That's <laughs> a, and you and your friend of the Trophy Husbands is incredible yeah (laughs) that that is incredible
1: that's the same dude that uh made my book cover too really yeah that's a talented dude then yeah he's good yeah
0: yeah so i listen yeah so i'm definitely i listen to every episode man keep doing what you're doing keep it going man i I love it so keep pushing
1: well i appreciate that too man i really do it's uh it's nice to know that somebody uh somebody's listening and actually taking it in and enjoying it yeah you see the download numbers but you only get a fraction of the people actually reach out and say, like, hey, that was a good episode, you know? And that matters a lot, though, too, though. It does. It I get... you, you, that means you hit them. Because there's no. some days where you're just like, ah, man, I don't know. Should I keep doing this or should I put my energy somewhere <laughs> else? I don't know. And then so someone ask goes, hey, I really love this episode. Oh, thanks. You know what? Yeah. yeah I am going to keep doing this. Here, let me schedule some more people.
0: Exactly. That's why I said don't ask your wife. She's going to tell you to keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. No, just go down
1: there and talk into the mic. You don't even have to plug it in, or just go exactly. In there just in go, down a there, go down there, go down there, and be down there away from me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, let's sign off here and then uh, talk to you for just a second more. Bye, everybody. Peace. All right, everybody. That was Zero. I hope you go check him out because his music is fantastic. And like I said, if you see this show this week, if you're in Grand Rapids, he will be at Rockies on the 25th, along with a few other people. Go support good live local music. Go do something creative. Love you guys. See you next time. Mwah!